and welcome to IOM3 Investigates, the podcast series of the Institute of Materials, Minerals and Mining. We are one of the UK's major science and engineering institutions and our activities are focused on the promotion and development of all aspects of the materials cycle. These include the science, design, engineering and technology of materials, minerals and mining and their practical applications. We facilitate qualifications, professional recognition and development, share knowledge and provide networking services to a global membership and wider community. We hope you enjoy our podcast series. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of IOM3 Investigates as we launch the first Women in Materials, Minerals and Mining series. I'm Fiona Robinson. My current role is a Senior Research Fellow in Electrical Machine Design at the University of South Wales and I'm on the IOM3 Women in Materials, Minerals and Mining Committee, also known as WIM3. I'm delighted to launch this new podcast series focused on speaking with women in various backgrounds and industries from engineering and materials to minerals and mining to chat a bit about their careers, how they got to where they are now, be it by education, industry or other routes. Today I'm speaking to Dr Artemis Stamboulis who's a senior lecturer in the School of Metallurgy and Materials at the University of Birmingham in the field of biomaterials and nanomaterials. Artemis teaches at undergraduate and postgraduate levels in addition to supervising PhD students and leading research projects. Artemis has held academic positions at several UK universities throughout her career and she will expand on this and also her research work during our interview. So welcome, Artemis. First of all, if you could tell me about your educational background and how you were first introduced to the possibility of a career in materials. Yes, first of all, I studied in Greece. So I was in Athens at the University of Athens studying chemistry. I never thought that I would work with materials initially. But my father, at the time, he had a manufacturing company. He was working with polymers. And uh, as a chemist, I started having an interest in polymers. And this is actually the, the first motivation. The first motivation was that I would continue my father's business. And I wanted to learn a little bit more about polymers. And that's why I decided to do a postgraduate study at Manchester University. At the time, it was UMIST. And I did the MSc course in polymer science and engineering. And of course, the course and project that I did um, at the university triggered another interest in me, which was an interest in research, which I never thought I would develop. I always thought that I would become a businesswoman running a manufacturing company somewhere in Athens. And then suddenly I saw myself as a researcher. And and that was the, the very first seed in my heart to think about more about university and academia. So really it was the research rather than the specific topic in materials that first grabbed your attention? Um, materials, 
Yeah, I mean, the, the project that I chose to do at the University of Manchester was on polyurethanes. Mm. And, and it was a very interesting project, obviously, to become so much enthusiastic about it. And then wanting to do a PhD in the area of polymer engineering. And this is what, what I did when I returned back to Greece. And of course, the idea was to start working uh, more uh, with my father's company. When I spoke with, uh, to my dad, I was very clear that I wanted to do a PhD in polymer engineering. And, and this is what I did. I went to the National Technical University of Athens in the School of Chemical Engineering. And I did a, a PhD in polymer science and engineering there, working with ortho-meta-para-polyphenylenes, which are electrically conductive polymers to create a composite that could be used, a composite material um, reinforced with carbon fibers and aramid fibers in order to create a composite for applications in magnetic field shielding. So can you describe your current role at the University of Birmingham and the path your career has taken to get there? Yeah, this is also strange because as soon as I finished my PhD and felt comfortable with a little bit of solid state physics and, and electrical conductivity and all of this stuff, I came across an article about natural fiber composites, polymer composites. And for some reason, I felt very much attract, attracted to the natural materials, yeah. the biomaterials. Yeah. And then, of course, my ambition was to do a postdoc abroad. So I wanted to leave Athens and I wanted to return back to England. And specifically, I targeted Imperial College. So I did go to, to meet some of the members of staff and ask them whether they would have had any interest in, in having me as a postdoc in their group. And I came across the Marie Curie Fellowships and I applied for one. I did find somebody who was working in the area of flax fiber polymer composites, and that was Dr. Caroline Bailey at the Department of Materials at Imperial College. And I applied for, the, for this Marie Curie Fellowship. I was successful and I went to Imperial College to work in this project. During this project, I met a lot of people who were extremely influential for me and for my career. After this first postdoc, I met Professor Larry Hench uh, with his bioactive glasses. And then again, my interest started changing to glasses. I had never worked with glasses before, but they looked very much interesting, especially bioactive glasses. And I, I did postdoc um, for a while with Professor Larry Hench. And then a year later, there was another project on glass ionomer cements and development of the glass component in these glass ionomer cements, the dental materials, the, de the white dental fillings. I continued work working with this project that was European. And again, I, I liked the traveling. I liked meeting other people and going to other labs, uh, working abroad. And I think this was it. I, uh, the decision was taken. I would stay in the biomaterials mm -hmm. area. And what do you consider to be your most significant achievement in your career so far? 
It is a difficult question because me personally, I liked all of my projects, all of, all of the projects that I've done. But I have to say that in the recent years, I focused more on antimicrobial materials. And I think this is an area that I have the capacity to really focus and achieve certain things. So at the moment, we do some very much interesting research on developing antimicrobial peptides, but also we are developing antimicrobial medical devices. So we are very much preoccupied on understanding about interactions between these um, organic molecules and surfaces. And we are doing surface modifications. We are working with 3D printing in this area. So I think my latest work probably is the one that now I really appreciate. It's yeah. a difficult area. It's a demanding area yeah. and requires an interdisciplinary environment in order to be able to achieve certain things that uh, you can be proud of. And I think sometimes things that provide a great challenge are the most rewarding. That's true. This is true as well. Yes. So what's been the biggest obstacle or challenge that you've faced in your career and how did you overcome it? I think during someone's career, the obstacle that somebody, the obstacles that somebody finds is I think more often is yourself mm. and, and the decisions that you need to make. I have to say that being a woman in a materials engineering community, I didn't find it, it, it was very difficult. But I think the expectations were quite high. And perhaps I felt that I had to prove myself more than other colleagues had to do. I mean, this is a feeling I had. I didn't have specific obstacles to stop my career, but I had to try really hard to enter, let's say, a certain networking environment. I had to push quite hard, I have to say. I think you've quite a lot of resilience and perseverance. Yes. And I have to say that uh, from the moment I, I started having a family in 2013, and before that, things were easier because I could work anytime. Yeah. I didn't have specific commitments. I didn't care. I, I wasn't responsible for somebody's care. Yeah. And suddenly when you have a very young family, mm. and of course, I mean, this is a big challenge. Yeah. and how you are going to balance all yeah. of these in order to also satisfy your ambitions. Yeah, and what are your future career plans and professional ambitions? Well, my professional ambition right now is I have a certain a number of projects that are running at the moment and I would like them to be successful. So I'm concentrating in, in this. And also, I would like to become a professor to get the title of professor because in many ways it's a re recognition of yeah. my career so far and this is quite close right now and especially with uh, certain achievements, uh, recent achievements uh, in this area, the antimicrobial yeah. materials that I was talking about. And, and yeah, it's more grants, yeah. bringing more funding, um, getting expanding my research group because at the moment we are approximately 
nine people in my research group. I would like to bring more research fellows and expand in, in the area that I'm working right now. And is there anything that you wish you'd known or done differently earlier in your career that you could recommend to someone else who's just embarking on a career in materials now? I think something that would have been very helpful, it would have been if I had very good guidance at the beginning, which I did not. I don't regret the decisions that I took, but a good guidance to show me the way of achieving certain things perhaps faster, mm. it would have been really very helpful for me. I think I was quite naive in many situations, maybe more idealistic. Not that being idealistic is wrong. I think it's, it's, it's very nice. But guidance, I think, is very, very important. Yeah. Would you see that coming from the university or the Institute of Materials, for example, or industry? Um, the current mentoring schemes mm. that are available, I think everybody has to take advantage of these yeah. schemes and use them as much as they can. And actually, there is a choice. You can choose your mentor and you need to choose the right mentor for yeah. you um, who understands you, who understands your needs, your needs for your career, your needs for your life, so that you can yeah. get the balance for both of them. If you'd like to find out more about the IOM3 Women in Materials, Minerals and Mining Group, please visit the IOM3 website at www.iom3.org or follow us on LinkedIn by searching IOM3 Women in Materials, Minerals and Mining. Please also don't forget to subscribe to hear more from us through Apple, Google Podcasts or Spotify.